not that kind of outpouring and love and devotion for somebody who is a human being like the rest of us you will see it you will see the honor and the glory of it all I go yeah just hit that thing on the screen in a far greater fashion when the Prince of Peace the King of Kings Lord of Lords and Monarch of Monarchs Monarch of Monarchs if you will comes back in honor of God first and foremost and his son Jesus Christ the son of God and the Holy Spirit and also in honor of the Queen Queen Elizabeth II Queen Elizabeth the Great this is her favorite hymn by the way I tried her scrambled uh, eggs recipe today in honor of the Queen and it was quite delicious I also had some tea today uh, in honor of the Queen and uh, we thank God that God blessed her to have a life well lived Praise my soul, the King of Heaven. To his feet your tribute bring. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Evermore his praises sing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the everlasting King. Praise him for his grace and favor. To his people in distress, praise him still the same as ever, slow to chide and swift to bless. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glorious in his faithfulness. Father-like he tends and spares us. Well, our feeble frame he knows. In his hand he gently bears us. Rescues us from all our foes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Widely yet his mercy flows. Angels help us to adore him. You behold him face to face. Sun and moon bow down before him. Dwellers all in time and space. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven and holy father god i praise you lord for your love your grace your mercy and your majesty i praise you and i thank you lord for blessing uh, 
some of your people to live extraordinary lives in this sin-cursed world. We praise you and we thank you for your mercy, love, and grace upon wretched sinners as we are. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you For your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is seated at your right hand, uh, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word, and Holy Father God, tonight, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years and uh, Lord for upon me and thus my family and I give you the glory the praise and the honor for all of that and I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Lord, I pray that you will help all of us to take inspiration from the Queen and her life that she has lived by your grace. She stayed married to one man for 70 plus years and you blessed us, you blessed her to rule and reign for 70 plus years and you gave her a long life uh, and Lord what a home going absolute perfection we saw why they call Britain Great Britain uh, today and it was a sight to behold and I thank you Lord for the privilege for allowing us to see it and Holy Father God for Jesus Christ's sake even tonight Lord have mercy and grace upon me and all of my family members who are saved and all of my brothers and sisters in Christ who are saved around the world Please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures, and help everybody to confess their individual sins unto you. We thank you for your word that says if we uh, confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Crucify our flesh, my flesh, and crucify the flesh of all of my saved family members and my saved brothers and sisters around the world. Lord, empty us of ourselves. And Lord, help us all to follow the Queen's example, to not be a servant leader, but to be a servant as you talked about in your holy word and thus we have to be humble and meek and uh, and not use whatever power you give us for evil purposes and so Holy Father God help us to uh, commit ourselves some of us for the first time some of us we must recommit ourselves to being servants to you and to others in spreading the gospel and helping people and Lord uh, the people in Puerto Rico tonight need some servants need some helpers Lord grant them all of the help they need to dig out of that once again disastrous situation in the islands of the sea and so Holy Father God be with them and comfort them and bring them to the dark and rainy night and Lord we pray uh, that you would deliver uh, Lord me and deliver 
uh, all of my saved family members and all of my saved brothers and sisters in Christ around the globe from temptation, evil, and sin. And grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right. And to act right and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Lord, uh, help us to remember that. And we pray, uh, Lord, I pray for myself, my uh, family members who are saved, and my brothers and sisters in Christ who are saved around the world. That you'll have all of us to truly humble down in light of what we have seen over the past 10 days. From what I, I remember, Joseph had an even greater funeral uh, and homegoing um, in the Bible, even greater than Queen Elizabeth's, I believe. And he was a Jew in a foreign land. I believe it was for 40 days. The mourning lasted for 40 days. Um, and so, Lord, this no doubt was uh, the greatest funeral, the greatest home going outside of Dr. Billy Graham's, uh, for he was your servant over the Queen as a prophet. And uh, since the time of Joseph. And so, Holy Father God, we thank you for raising up humble people to become great people. And you're the only one who can do that. And we give you the glory and the praise and the honor. Because you're the greatest of all. And so, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would save the soul of my wife, Marika White, who is here uh, with me tonight, helping in the ministry. And had a little bit better day today. I do pray that she would humble herself and be the first one in her family born again and saved. And that she will be the example that she should be and hopefully that they will lay aside their pride too and come to know you as Savior. And Lord, I pray for my own mother, uh, her mother, uh, and family members, my sisters. I pray that they would examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith and help them to understand they, are, they have been a part of the ruination of the church they have been a part of the reason why the church is being chastised and rebuked uh, because of out-and-out -out disobedience and pridefulness and stubbornness and rebelliousness and trying to do your work in their way. And so, Lord, have your Holy Ghost to not give all of these people and not only my family members, but thousands and millions of family members across the country and around the globe. Lord, help them not to get rest until they come to know you as Savior. To the point that they will obey your holy word that says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Until they learn the most valuable lesson after salvation, and that is obedience. Uh, disregarding you and disobeying you is a true sign of not being born again, not being saved. So, Holy Father God, I do pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning all around the globe. And, Holy Father God, I do pray 
uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears and fill us tonight with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And then, Lord, deliver each and every one of us, everybody uh, who is saved in my family and all other people who are saved in the world. Deliver each and every one of us and uh, everyone who is saved in this audience tonight. Deliver each and every one of us, Lord, uh, from all of our tribulations and distresses and afflictions trials, temptations, tests, and tensions deliver us all as well from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family and financial, legal and student loan debt and student loan progress and student work progress rather. And at the same time, Lord, even though the church is still under chastisement and people are still uh, uh, under uh, rebuke and punishment around the world. Thank you for showing so much mercy and grace in the midst of chastisement, rebuke, and punishment. Help us to take heed to what you are telling us. And Holy Father God, I do pray in showing us. I pray, Lord, for the protection of all of my family members and all of the family members of your saved people here on earth and all of the family members of the saved people in this audience and others protect us holy father god from ourselves our flesh and the devil and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family evil people in the church and evil people in the world place lord upon us the whole arm of god Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And thank you for doing so for all of these years. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would wash and cleanse us and protect us through the precious and holy blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Make us whiter than snow on the inside. And Lord, help us to not, as your children, to violate your word or to violate your law and to obey you. For you said, if we love you, we will keep your commandments. It is the proof of our salvation. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you will help me and help all of us, all that we do tonight in this service and beyond to be done for your glory, praise, and honor, and to uh, be done for the lifting up of Jesus Christ. Grant me supernatural energy, strength, unction, and anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to teach your Holy Word, to read your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Gospel. And Lord, I do pray that lost souls will come to know your Savior before it is eternally too late. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. I hope you had a wonderful day examining your own life and uh, uh, checking and making sure that you're saved. Uh, looking at your life on how you can improve and be more like the queen and how she lived hers. Looking at your own marriage and family and uh, seeing if you can be better and or do better in your role in the family. Um, I do want you to know that the queen she was loving, but she did not play. And uh, even at her funeral, 
she made it clear, I don't want him saluting me or wearing his uniform. That is Harry. And uh, even in her death, she enforced some things that she wanted done as far as punishment is concerned against Harry and Meghan uh, uh, because she was offended by what they did, what they're doing, and what they will do. And my position on all of that is, you know, yes, you can do what you want to do, young people, young adults, particularly in America and in most countries of the world today. But uh, just understand, you're going to have to face the consequences of that, of your actions. And uh, in my position, as far as being having the privilege of being a royal, because God is the one who is behind all of that, you do what the queen did. You suck it up because of the, because of the millions of privileges and opportunities to be a blessing, to serve, and to help. And then after you do that, go to a private beach somewhere. Go to one of your palaces. Write a book. Cook what you want to cook. Have brought in what you want brought in. Uh, you enjoy your privileges. You enjoy your life. You go and serve. You come back to the palace. You chill out. You take it easy. You have fun. You have sex. You have babies. And, you know, what's wrong? What's the, what is the problem, Megan? What's the problem, Harry? You are a royal. And, 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 and the queen had the same attitude towards Charles and his foolishness and, and Diana's foolishness. Get on with it. The people wish they had what you have. And they can turn this whole palace upside down if they wanted to. So don't act stupid and act like you don't appreciate what the people are allowing you to do. I heard today they were worth, the family was worth $23 billion. That's old money. You don't have to work. You just have to go out like Kate does. Kate does not like all of that stuff, but she can do it. Exactly, you have some sense. You go out, you are applauded, you wear the best of everything. Uh, all you have to do is smile at your subjects and shake their hands and and love on them and 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 show that you appreciate them and you get back into your long. Rolls Royce limousine and you sit down and you ride back to the palace. You could take all of those fine clothes off uh, and, and chill out for days if you want to. Get on with it. That's what the queen was trying to tell them to do. Get on with it. You, I mean, this is not killing you. You have servants. You have cooks. What is the problem? And you can go to America and visit. You can have a palace over there too and come back. And you, when it's time for you to be a royal, you be a royal. You, you, you're foolishly throwing away what, is, what has made you great. And you're walking in the spirit of your mother trying to tear down what made you great what the queen gave you and she's not going to let you do that that's why you saw Harry today not even saying God save the king he didn't not even singing the song God save the king uh, no military uniform on hands to the side couldn't even salute the queen said I don't even want him to salute me in my death And I say the same thing to you people, because we all, God has blessed all of us, for the most part, to have privileges and favor and opportunities.
but you don't appreciate what God has done for you. And there are other people out in the street who would love to have what you have, would love to have your husband, would love to have your wife, would love to have your uh, children, and they don't have it. God has blessed you with it, and you still raising Cain and hell. Ain't never satisfied. Go, get on with it. Do what the queen did. Get on with it. You don't stay married 70 years. I still can't tell you what she called him because I can't remember, but I do know what he called her, and I can't repeat it. I've never said I've never said that word to my wife or anybody. I've said some words, but not that. But I fear God. Uh, I fear the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to hell on a humbug. But you don't stay married for 70 years until uh, unless you understand you got to suck it up sometime things you don't like you roll on. See, we don't have that going on in our in the lives of many people today. We want to pack up and run like little children. The queen didn't do that. She was not perfect. I disagree with her on one major thing that I tried to get her to change. And who knows, she may have changed it. We'll find out about it later. I don't know. Maybe she told her son to change it. And that is, she gave her royal assent to the abomination foolishly. Foolishly gave her royal assent to the abomination of homosexuality and homosexual marriage. I do believe, after all that she saw that came out of that, she was regretting that. I believe that. And she was trying, and she tapped down on it when Johnson was in office. And what a shame it was for Johnson, the former prime minister. He just missed the death of the queen and being front and center for the whole world to see him lead as prime minister of England. I know he, I know he was eating his heart out, but I must say. The beautiful prime minister now, uh, and she she's had some issues, but she's she's rising above those things. And I tell you what, she and the other black woman, man, they read the scriptures with some some power. They I don't know. They might believe what they read. I don't know. They sure sounded like it, or maybe it was the British accent. I don't know. But those girls, I mean, those young women and women, rather, they, they flat read the scriptures without error, without flaw, no sign of nervousness. Uh, they flat did it, man. I give credit where credit is due. And it was beautiful. Beautiful. The whole thing was beautiful. Perfection. That's Great Britain that you have never seen before. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. My beloved, uh, this is Daniel White III, President of Gospel Light Society International, actually a ministry that is right at 40 years old when it was formed in uh, Decatur, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia, 40 years ago. This year, I believe, right, uh, yeah, right, almost, 
almost 40 years. And by the grace of God, I have been saved and preaching over 43 years. Tonight, we're with, uh, tonight, I am here with the Scripture and the Sense podcast 1003 where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary or Matthew Henry Commentary. And by the way, the the idea for this particular first leg of our devotional series is original. Well, my sons and I, we never heard of it, anybody else. God just allowed me to take the scripture, the reading of the scripture part and the sense part that they use in the King James to create this devotional teaching, Bible teaching, verse by verse podcast. Um, and so it is the flagship podcast of our uh, devotional suite. Spurgeon brings up the last two. And uh, what a blessing. What a blessing he is to this day. He being dead, yet speaketh. My beloved, this podcast is based upon the Word of God at Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book, in the law of God, that's the scriptures, distinctly, clearly, which is very important. Because, see, back in the day, especially down in the South, in the hood, in the black community, I don't care whether you like it or not, and some white communities too, uh, they did not read and teach the Word of God clearly like that. After I got saved, what turned me on, if you will, to independent Baptists and Southern Baptists was the clear delineation and preaching of the Word of God. Step one, step two, step three. No shouting, no hooping, no hollering, no running. Time out. Time out for that. I never understood all of that. But I, I got saved. Yes, I got saved through a, a white ministry that was starting a, a church uh, in the black community down in Mississippi, give credit where credit is due. And I got saved by hearing the gospel in a very clear fashion. And then I started listening to the way they preached. Point one, point two, point three, hung in there with the passage. Great explanations, great illustrations, and a great introduction and some historical background as well. Bam! I was hooked. And then I started reading books by these preachers. Dr. Oliver B. Green, I never heard of him until I got saved, but he was one of my mentors even though he was dead at the time. The same thing for uh, the Bible bus, J. Vernon McGee. I would I would I would leave my Air Force job and go home for lunch uh, or go somewhere for lunch. I sit down in my car uh, sometimes and listen to Oliver B. Green. He came on at 12 o'clock. Some of you are saying, well, who, who is Oliver B. Green? I know he was he was not a very popular preacher. But but he, he 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 preached the word and God had me to find him on the dial and I listened to him, bought all of his books, 
I didn't know I was supporting his ministry. I, I, as far as I was concerned, I just wanted some books from him. <clears throat> J. Vernon McGee, same thing. Listen to him every evening at 6 o'clock. Down on Keesler Air Force Base in Biloxi, Mississippi. Here, I mean, line upon line, here a little, there a little. They broke it down where I can understand it. No hooping, no taking the mic and running around the church and shouting and hollering. And Jeremiah went down the mountain. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, none of that. None of that sing song preaching, man. That's what we were raised upon. And you didn't preach unless you shouted them out of the church and brought the women with the white dresses on and the white hats to their feet. That, that's what they call preaching. Jesus didn't do that. Paul didn't do that. John didn't do that. But somehow we got a hold of that. And it, I believe many, many people, including myself, we were lost and on our way to hell and didn't even know it. The preachers never preached on hell and they never preached from the book of Revelation. Never. Never, never, never. You say, well, you, you ought to start picking on black people. I'm not picking on black people. I'm, I'm telling you the truth as to what happened, man. You people need to get over that. Yeah, you're too sensitive about that. And you got other, you got devilish people making you that way. It was wrong. False preaching. Anyway, after they, uh, they read the scriptures, they gave the sense. They made sense out of it. They gave the understanding of it and caused them, caused the people to understand the reading of the word of God. You see, you can read the Bible if you don't get the understanding, man. You can't go far. And let me tell you something, as I've told you before. Now, prayer is one of the most important things you will ever do. But right up there with it is reading the Word of God. But after that, understanding the Word of God and connected with that is doing the Word of God. And you can save your You can save yourself. Uh, Many years. You can save yourself a whole lot of time if you would read the scriptures, pray and read the scriptures, understand the scriptures, and obey the scriptures. Otherwise, you're going to be out in the wilderness for a long time, going around in circles. That's a fact. You're wasting your life. And then we have some people who, under, who pray, they read the Bible, they understand the Bible, and they don't obey the Bible, and they're going to be out in the wilderness, wilderness with you, going around in circles. In fact, that's what we have with the so-called evangelical church today. People who say they pray, and most of them don't, but they read the Bible and they go to the best seminaries or cemeteries. They understand the Bible, but they don't do the Bible. And, they, and some, like the Pharisees and Sadducees, they twist the Bible to fit what they want and what they want people to do. Which is oftentimes evil and wicked and ungodly and contrary to the scriptures. And, and they end up, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the greatest enemies of Jesus Christ having people living by their traditions instead of the Word of God. Because they know the Word of God so well, they can twist it. And they make merchandise and money off of the people by twisting the Scriptures. My beloved, the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and uh, that the world would be awakened, saved, and changed by believing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, 
the Son of God who preached the gospel best, who preached it first and best, said the most loving, most magnificent, most wonderful and most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Dear friend, tonight you need to understand that if you have never truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are in grave danger. Why? Because the Bible says you are a sinner. You are a violator of God's laws, His Ten Commandments. And God hates sin. He does not hate you, but He hates sin because it destroys your life. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says that we're all sinners. You say, well, preacher, what are you talking about? What is sin? Breaking the Ten Commandments? Committing adultery? Having sex without the benefit of marriage? Being sexually involved or involved uh, period with somebody you're not married to dishonoring God by taking his name in vain uh, dishonoring your parents and disobeying your parents disrespecting your parents lying Stealing, lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things. And then the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. That means that our payment for sin is death. Our sinful nature that we have, the sin factory that we have in us, and the sins that we choose to do, we will pay for them by dying. That's a punishment. Death is a punishment, is not uh, death is not uh, a part of life, as some philosophers say. It is the end of life. And we die, even the queen died. You're going to die. The Pope is going to die. The Dalai Lama is going to die. The greatest people and so-called stars in the world are going to die. <clears throat> Even Joel Osteen is going to die. Why? The pastor of the largest church in America. Because of sin. Sins that I named and sins I did not name. And God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful lighted world and go out into eternity, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't slow down just a little bit and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend, 
when you die, you're going to go to hell. And you're going to spend eternity in the flames of hell. <clears throat> and hell is a real place. Why do I know that? How do I know that? Well, because Jesus Christ, who can't lie, and Jesus Christ, who does not play with the souls of the human beings he created and loved and died for, said that hell is a real place. And it is a place of torment and pain and where the fire shall never be quenched. Jesus Christ said in one of his sermons in Mark chapter 9 verses 43 through 48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed, that is with an amputated hand, than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where, and what God wants you to understand is that if you don't accept and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior who suffered, bled, and died on the cross, a cruel cross, for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, and accept the payment of your sin debt that he has provided, then you will have to go to hell to pay your sin debt because God is holy and, 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 and this is all a legal matter if you will if you do not believe in Jesus Christ and make him your lawyer your attorney who has never lost a case, who has never cast anybody out. You must understand through the eternal laws of God, you must go to hell. We have, we have uh, an example of that even in this sin-cursed world with judges being sinners police officers being sinners, prosecutors being sinners, lawyers being sinners. It's all, in the, once you go into the courtroom, it's all about the law. And they have sentencing for the different laws you break. And in most cases, you're not going to get away with it. And you will never get away with it as far as God is concerned. And so you must understand that you are on your way to this devil's hell that Jesus Christ is describing. And that sin is the reason. Sin must be dealt with. Sin must be paid for. And Jesus Christ paid for the sins of the world. And all you have to do is truly believe in him. And we're not talking about church membership. We're not talking about doing church work. That means nothing. There are thousands of people who are in the church. They have uh, membership in the church and a baptismal certificate. And they have spent many hours serving in the church, even as pastors and pastors' wives and mothers of the church and trustees and deacons. And they're going to die and go to hell because they did not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> it's not about religion. It's about belief in Christ. If you do anything else, then you are saying that Jesus died in vain and he's not going to accept that. You must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You must be born again. You must be saved. 
Jesus Christ continues, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, in other words, if your foot causes you to sin against God uh, and sin against yourself, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. The fire that never shall be quenched. Remember that. The fire that never shall be quenched. The fire that never shall be quenched. You say, preacher, I've never heard that before, but here's the deal. You're hearing about it tonight, and you need to do right by it. When you know better, you do better, or you should do better. And if thine eye offend thee, plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. In other words, Jesus Christ is saying, if your eyes take you to the pornography screen and you lust your eyeballs out at the fine and beautiful women that God made, and... Uh, and you're lusting at these women. Jesus Christ said you are committing adultery with them already in your heart. Understand that if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to die and go to hell to pay for your own sins. Because Jesus Christ paid it all. All of him we owe. And all you have to do is believe in him. Jesus Christ preached the good news, the gospel first and best. When he said, God so loved the world, God is the one who has initiated this salvation because he loves you and he loves me. No matter how ugly we may be in our behavior, for God so loved the world, red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in his sight. I was glad to see today at Queen Elizabeth II's funeral a mixture of black and brown and, and uh, red and yellow and white people throughout the funeral procession. That's how it's going to be when Jesus Christ comes back. Red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in God's sight. Do not think you or feel like you're less than other people. God loves you just the same. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins like no man went through hell and went to hell for each and every one of us. He paid our ugly sin debt. For whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means if you believe in Jesus Christ, you will not perish in hell, the hell that you deserve and the hell that I deserve, but have everlasting life. That means you get to go to heaven even though you don't deserve it. I get to go to heaven even though I don't deserve it. And all you have to do is believe in him. The thief on the cross who died beside Jesus Christ, he had enough sense to realize that he was the Son of God. He believed in Jesus Christ who was beaten beyond recognition from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, he was bleeding, torso cut open. But the thief on the cross asked the right question. He asked the question, or he said, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus had enough energy and strength left to say, 
today thou shalt be with me in paradise. But how did the thief who was dying on the cross for his sins, crimes, rather, against uh, the government and others, Jesus was dying on the cross for his sins. So how did he get translated to heaven, the first one to be born again and to be saved? Simple faith and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ while he was dying for his crimes. He never got down and joined the church, the First Baptist Church of, 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 of whatever city. He never got down and got baptized. He never got down and sung in the choir. He never got down and preached in the pulpit. He got saved instantaneously, to use a word by Dr. Oliver B. Green, by simple faith in Jesus Christ, by simple belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and so that's all you have to do. That's all Jesus Christ told you to do. Don't add anything else to it. We as sinful human beings have a tendency to do that. Just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. He has all power in his hands to save your soul. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And yes, if you will, monarch of monarchs. Believe in him today. Believe in him today that he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And then call upon his name and pray and ask him to save your soul and to come into your heart and to change your life. And he will do so. I will help you with the sinner's prayer. Follow me in prayer, phrase by phrase. And mean it from your heart, believing in your heart in no one else, in nothing else, but the Lord Jesus Christ. He has the power to save your soul. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments. I know that I deserve to go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my wicked sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for my sins to pay my sin debt was buried and rose from the dead by your power on the third day Lord Jesus Christ I believe in you and I receive you into my heart please come into my heart and save my soul tonight And uh, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to repent of all of my sins. And help me to turn from my evil ways. And to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the newness of life. For it is in your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart in Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, and you prayed that prayer with me, the sinner's prayer, uh, and you prayed it sincerely, then based upon the Bible, the Word of God that I share with you tonight, and simple faith in Christ, just like the thief on the cross, 
you are now saved and born again, saved from hell and uh, saved to heaven by the grace of God. Now to help you grow in your newfound faith, please go to Gospel Light Society and get my free book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It will help you with the next steps of your Christian journey. Also, email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and send you some more free materials. And also, at that same email, you can send us your prayer requests or ask any questions that you may have. At this time, we're going to uh, resume our standing between the living and the dead service already in progress. And for those of you who prayed that prayer with me and believed in Jesus Christ, you are now saved and this will be your first Bible study. So stick around. Today, beloved, we're reading Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. My beloved, I just read in your hearing Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Now here is the sense of it if you will, the understanding of it. Uh, with the help of the Holy Ghost and the help of the Bible Knowledge Commentary of Dallas Theological Seminary. From the very first words of his gospel, Matthew recorded his central theme and character. Jesus Christ is the main character in Matthew's gospel presentation and the opening verse connected him back to two great covenants in Jewish history, the Davidic covenant and the Abrahamic covenant. If Jesus of Nazareth is the fulfillment of these two great covenants, is he related to the rightful line? This is a question the Jews would have asked, so Matthew traced Jesus' lineage in detail. And that's all we're going to do with that uh, tonight. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we thank you for your holy word. And thank you, Lord, for here a little, there a little, uh, uh, line upon line, as we go through this book, one verse at a time. And give us your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding of it, and help us to apply it to our lives and to obey it. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Now, beloved, yes, we do pray for millions of people around the world who are hurting and grieving and mourning, even for the royal family, for various and sundry reasons. But we're still praying for a few people by name who have been impacted by the coronavirus plague. And so, Lord... God in heaven, we pray for the family and friends of Georgia resident John Cagle. We pray for the family and friends of Kentucky resident Margaret Young. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Miriam Jean Blainley. 
We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. Comfort them as only you can and draw them to yourself for salvation. And Lord, we pray for the people who have trusted you as Savior, who have heard the gospel through this ministry. Help them to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith. We pray for the thousands who have made a profession of faith in you. We pray for Ano, we pray for Sandra, we pray for Good, we pray for Cyrus, and we pray for Ruth. And we commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to listen to the old hymns of the faith. Uh, make sure you pray without ceasing uh, until we meet again. God bless you, my dear friends. Until next time. <laughs>